Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I am your host. So on today's podcast episode, we're talking about uh, ego, self-absorption, and zones of safety. So we're going to talk a little bit about the four areas that people don't maybe consciously realize are holding them back. Uh, How can you release those ideas or thoughts or Um, patterns or sense of control in order to have a more rich, deep, and fuller life. You may or may want to take notes on this one. There's some really good juicy stuff ready for you. Awesome. Enjoy. Question. Have you ever met anybody who was so absorbed in themselves that It was almost like they didn't think about other people. Have you ever been that person who was very self-absorbed? Well, maybe you say, oh no, not me. That's, that's not who I am. That's not what I'm about. Well, I used to think so too. And still I really, till I really started noticing a few things. So this idea of self-absorption, which definitely comes from our ego, really, why do we become self-absorbed? Why do we focus on ourselves? I believe that we're trying to find what I call our zone of safety. So it goes a little bit beyond our comfort zone uh, because we can feel comfortable and safe. We can also feel safe and not comfortable, if you will. Um, We can also feel uncomfortable, but safe. And so it's not necessarily our comfort zone, but it's definitely related to our, our safety. So when we feel like our safety and our security is being threatened, uh, you know, we know that that is a key indicator that we're, we're going into the ego zone, the self-absorption zone. Okay. And honestly, when we feel like we're being threatened, uh, our safety, our security, it creates terrible suffering in us. Uh, the world in general becomes more terrifying, Uh, We become more weak and our thoughts and our emotions become more and more threatening. A great example of this is if you, if you, uh, you know, a dear friend of mine went to, to go get some testing done and, and they saw that uh, on her blood work, there was just a a little blip over the radar of uh, the one, shoot, I forget what the blood test is. Anyway, it's, she has a large, um, uh, family history of breast cancer. And so it was one blip over. And so here she is, she's like, oh my gosh. And she's playing out the stories from all of the people in her life who have had this, this issue. And she's adding them to herself. Well, of course she's getting herself all worked up. Right. And it's caused her, her terrible suffering. And she creates a story that's even more terrifying than what her current reality is. And the long story uh, short of this is that for about five days until she got the, the doctor's new test results back, she was in this place of terror. And when the doctor called back, he said, Hey, we, we redrew the blood and, and did the test again. And you're well within normal range. There's nothing to be worried about. So it wasn't the quote unquote cancer that caused her the suffering and the terror. It was her mind. And it was this place of going into this ego self-absorption, like uh, what's happening with me right now, because I feel like I'm not secure and safe. And I have all these stories that are telling me that uh, now 
she's extremely threatened. And quite frankly, for about a week, she was not so nice to others. And she'll even admit that to you. She gave me permission to share this, okay? But she will admit that to you. So there's some other things that are are subtle in our lives that we don't realize play a great role in our thinking. So when we have no new ideas, no new thoughts, no new patterns, and this excessive need for control, what we get is self-absorption. So I want to break down those four things, okay? So no new ideas. What does that mean? Well, I, I'm I'm just going to be real with you and uh, tell you this, that I have no issue with people who are from a church background. That's where I have come from. Uh, however, uh, there's a difference between being religious and having a relationship or a spiritual connection to uh, the entity that you are are worshiping and learning about. Okay, two different things. So religious is more about following rules and patterns that have been given to you through this uh, institution or system or group of, of people. The relationship or the spiritual connection is more about an individual uh, you, you might have through study, meditation, prayer, uh, acts of service, but you have this connection. It's on an individual level. Okay. What typically happens is, and I try to be very careful when I'm doing the podcast and also when I'm doing teachings, I try to be careful because I know that we have all kinds of people who are listening and you all have a different uh, label and definition or meaning behind that label of, uh, you know, an entity outside yourself. I'll just say that, you know, God, universe, mother nature, energy, source, whatever you want to call it. Okay. However, oftentimes what I notice is that my, my church folks, um, you know, they interpret the world as if you are saying something against my faith or for me, you know, I've even been asked this, Michelle, why don't you just use the term God? And I'm like, well, you have a relationship with God, but somebody else might not. And so it's respectful if I don't, um, I, and I don't want to use my term because it's not about me. It's about you. And so if my term gets in the way of you understanding something, then it's not appropriate to use my term. But if I use your term and we both understand what that means, it's more appropriate. But I've, I've been asked by my church going friends, how come you just don't do it this way? And the underlying message is you're threatening me and everything that I think about when you don't do it my way. Okay. Well, they, they tend to uh, double down on their beliefs. And, and sometimes when they get to that place, they tend to share hate with the world without even understanding. Uh, out of the, the goodness of they, their heart, they truly think that they are helping. Uh, because if, if it's my job to tell you what to believe and how to believe based on what I believe, I do think that I'm helping you. However, uh, in reality, it's not really helping. Okay. So if you don't have any new ideas, if you're just being followed, um, kind of following the religious rules and you're, you're doubling down and, and you're, you're looking at somebody as like, you're threatening me. Do you see how that self-absorption can turn into the story of threat that perpetuates hate as you go throughout life? Do you know anybody like this? 
Are you like this? Okay. So that's ideas. All right. What if you don't have any new thoughts? So thoughts are, are not just ideas, but, uh, our thoughts come from our experiences in life. Okay. So for example, um, you know, some of the, the ways that you can have new thoughts are just by travel, trying new things. Right. Uh, I know in this, this COVID time, you can't really travel. However, in our house, we've watched a ton of shows on, you know, they're just travel shows. Um, because we get the feel for, oh, wow, that's how people do this and that and the other over there. Right. So, so being exposed to new things, new ways of eating, new ways of, of getting around new ways of, you know, there's certain things that all people want. They want to be happy. They want their families fulfilled. They want to have this sense of love and inclusion. Right. Um, you know, looking at the groups that you're a part of, um, are they diverse? And I don't mean diverse as in color of their skin. I think too many people get caught up in that, but are they diverse in different thoughts and different ideas? Uh, do you allow people to share, uh, a differing opinion? Do you accept everybody's voice at the table? Okay. Um, a lot of people that I've worked with in the past, and I'll be honest, you know, it's kind of a skewed sample because, uh, for a number of years there, I was just consulting with, uh, companies and organizations and agencies on how to run really good meetings. And so there were very toxic groups and meetings. And so that's where my sample came from. So keep, keep it with a grain of, of salt, if you will. Uh, but when they, are exposed to one of these new thoughts, there's this loss of control, or they think if somebody else is sharing a new thought that they, that that person is calling them wrong. And so there's a tendency to keep quote unquote them away. And I'll give you a great example of this, uh, is a lot of times when I come in and I work with a leadership team, especially within a business and the leadership team has been the same people for five, 10, 15 years. Uh, I find this a lot in education as well, that a new person will come in or somebody who is newly hired will come in and they show, um, they show a propensity for good thinking and they ask a lot of questions. These are the people I want at the table because they're seeing things in a different way. However, the, the problem is that there has been a group think that has d evolved over time. So this leadership team, they only think a certain way. And the reason why they're not making any improvements in what they're doing or how they're serving people is because they only think a certain way, but they are threatened. They have become so self-absorbed in their, this is how we do things. They're threatened by this new person and so they, they have all these hoops that this new person has to jump through in order to prove themselves as worthy. When in reality, if they just accepted this new person and thought about what they, they just said, they might find a quicker turnaround. Okay. What about no new patterns? So when you don't have new patterns, so I'm really talking about the ways that we we communicate, the ways that we interact, the ways that we um, you know, react in certain situations. So if you don't change your words and your behavior, which of course we know is related to our beliefs. So if you don't change your belief, you can't change your words or behavior. 
uh, you'll always go about in this place of I'm right. Um, so I had an experience the other night. Uh, I, it was, had been a very long day. Um, I was talking to our accountant about taxes, uh, something in that conversation. I don't know what it was. It just kind of triggered me a little bit and I was trying to sort through it in my head. Um, and my husband was with me and God bless him. He tries his hardest to serve me well. Uh, and he asked, I, I had asked him, go get my wallet. Okay. And, and he asked me, you know, he said, where is it? And I said, it's in my coat. And so here I am trying to process this thing while listening to the accountant. And I just given him basically a command. Right. And he went and, and he, he came back and he's like, I thought he had said, which pocket? And in my head, I'm going, there's only two pockets. Just, just go find it. Right. So I got a little snippy with them. And afterwards we did a debrief and we talked about the conversation and everything. And I realized at that time, I, I should have been a little bit more, I, excuse me, I could have been a little bit more upfront uh, about where I was and what was going on and what I needed from him. Although everything was happening at the, at the same time. So afterwards I realized in that moment I was in this, I'm right, just go do what I told you to do mode. And so as I was debriefing, I was like, Hmm, okay. I, I, what could I have done differently? Right. But in essence, I became self-absorbed in what I needed in that moment. And I started to blame, shame, and guilt my husband because he didn't serve me in the way that I thought he should. And afterwards, until I really adjusted my thinking, I was in that blame, shame, and guilt mode towards myself for even acting that way. Now, this is why I say, you know, if you don't have new patterns, you're doing this probably unconsciously without knowing. Now, maybe as, as you're hearing this, you're flashing back on a couple of things and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I totally get this. Right. So what I'm saying is that if we don't change our patterns, we're always going to be in the self-absorption mode. We're always going to have, you know, the, the same wonky interactions. We're always going to feel like we were right. And the other person wasn't and not get that kind of, um, uh, resolution, if you will. Okay. And now let's talk about control. So the, this, when I talk about control in the self-absorption ego way, I tend to think of people as what I call bubble people. Okay. So bubble people, in essence, what they're trying to do is they're trying to create this bubble of control, the sense of I'm in control. The world is all mine. I'm good. And when something pierces their bubble or comes inside their bubble, they look at the world is out to get me and, and they have fear and they have lots of fear and their fear is so powerful. It perpetuates itself, meaning it, it multiplies and gets on other people. It's kind of like you, you have burst their bubble and now, uh, all of my fear is going to get on you. Okay. Uh, I think about friends who are doing the very best that they can, um, especially in very traumatic, hard and difficult times, uh, experiencing the loss of a loved one, let's say, um, that's really, really difficult. And so, um, you know, they go into over-functioning mode because they feel like they've got to have control and they don't realize that this control is coming from the ego and self-absorption and it's hurting other people. 
So no new ideas, no new thoughts, no new patterns and control. We're just trying to find our zone of safety. So what is the fix? Well, there's several things and I'm sure none of these are going to surprise you, but one is just being in the present moment, allowing whatever you're feeling to be what you're feeling. Uh, another one is to play around with perception. So different ways of looking at things. I would highly recommend that you look into Byron Katie's, um, the work, just look up the work or Byron Katie, uh, and you'll, you'll get into her stuff. It's, it's wild. If you're ready to change your thoughts, that's good for you. Uh, another thing is, you know, creating a belief that the world is a safe place. I know that that is a huge challenge right now, especially during Corona times, uh, COVID times that, that people are like, oh my gosh, but it's not. Well, but what if it was? So operating from the assumption or the foundational belief that what if it was, what would change in your life if you truly believe that the world was a safe place for you? Just hang in that space, hang in that question. If the world was completely safe for you, what, what would change in your life? Okay. Um, you know, reading, traveling, uh, you know, anything that's going to give you new thoughts or ideas, uh, listening to other people with a different perspective, growing yourself daily. So realizing that, uh, you cannot stay where you're at right now. So pick one thing, anything, I don't even care which thing right? So my business name is grow by one. Uh, we teach people how to grow by one step every single day so that eventually you, you grow beyond your goals that you set for yourself. And you're like, wow, look at that. Okay. So just one step every day in any area of your life, and that will be better than being stagnant. Um, focusing on love, generosity, and forgiveness. Again, that's kind of going back to this whole place. The world is a safe place idea. You know, what would happen if every day you focused on love, generosity, and, and forgiveness? So the result of trying to come out of this place of ego self-absorption, and notice that I didn't really talk about focusing on others per se. It's been more about focusing on yourself. So ironically, the fix for ego self-absorption is to focus on yourself just in a different way. Okay. So having those new ideas, thoughts, and patterns, you're definitely focusing on yourself. You're just switching how you're focusing and the underlying assumption. The result is more peace, uh, less stress and suffering, definitely strength, love and joy, um, you'll like yourself more. That's for sure. You'll like other people more and guess what? They're going to like you. Okay. So the things that you're fighting aren't real. The things that you're fighting aren't real. They're the story you've made up. The world is not out to get you. You are out to get you. So stop being out to get you and start looking at life as something beautiful to be enjoyed and experienced every single day. Okay. I hope this has been helpful today. I hope this added value to you, got you thinking, maybe scrambled your eggs a little bit. I'm good with that. Um, so if you need anything, please reach out, let me know. Uh, make sure that you're, you're getting those new thoughts, new ideas, new patterns, and, and releasing some of your control uh, every single day. And I promise you, you'll begin to live the life that you really want. 
Awesome. With that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.